Welcome everybody back to Scumtown. We've had a lot of it today, but we're going to keep it rolling. We have a dope episode for you guys right now. We have a guest that's going to be calling into the show in a few minutes through via Skype. Um, those of you watching YouTube will be able to see his face, his beautiful face. And those of you listening, uh, you guys are going to have a great episode either way. His name is Jesse Gangware. He's a professional skateboarder. He's a good friend of mine, and he was around during the entire Castle Bam events. And he's a very talented dude, man. He's just a fucking awesome guy. And also my friend Ian uh, Cunningham, who was on the show Big E&C, and he's known for making viral songs. He actually made us a song. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and check it out. <laughs> Frank called by a hundred thousand come town fans. You guys can suck my dick. You guys are all retards. Up there, that's me at the BAM show. No trace, no police or TMZ. And I thought we had good chemistry. I was spending all your cash at Disney. Nick Mullins saying I'm a leash. I wanna be a small bad man. I don't wanna be your sound shows alone. Take advantage of a rundown van. Baby, we can put this town on the road. We'll put out a tweet that'll be an update. We'll get glitter and we'll paint hotel rooms. Viva la scam. I don't wanna be a scumbag man. And if you don't, then you're a red Yamaha guy. Everybody say fuck come town. Wow. I mean, really, it, it, it's going to be the themed song to my podcast. I mean, wow. Big E and C, you've outdone yourself. Give it up for Big E and C. Guys, we're going uh, <laughs> to give Jesse a call. Um, there's nothing else I could say. Ian, you're an amazing man. Uh, Jesse has a weird email, and so I'm going to type that shit in and <laughs> see uh, how we come up here. I don't know, man. We're going to give this one a shot. We're going to say hi to both of them, and we'll see, and then we'll give them a call. Give Jesse a call and talk with him. It's been some time. Let me give him a text here and see if he could. This Skype thing's a little weird, but with coronavirus, man, we gotta be careful, man. We can't. We don't know. We don't know what the hell's gonna go on, you know. Let's see if he's online here. Ian, what can I say, man? You're right. I don't want to be a scumbag on the road alone. You know, I want Bam with me. And if that can happen, then we're going to do great things. But we obviously want sober Bam. And we're glad he's doing well. And we're glad that he's uh, popping off my TikTok account because he's just that guy. So thank you for that, Bam. You know, Jesse over here, I don't know what the hell he's doing. 
I'm just going to go ahead and uh, give him a ring. Says something went wrong. Maybe we'll try this again. <laughs> Yo. What's good? What's up, my boy? Welcome to Scumtown, Jesse Gangware. Holy it's the best shit. time in, yeah. Let's go. Holy shit, the best guest I've had yet comes in episode 16. Oh my god, a my first professional skateboarder. They thought it was going to be Bam, but <laughs> we got it just as good. Hey, got... I'm not pro. I'm just pro-life. Nah, you are, man, because listen, <laughs> let me explain what that definition is in the comedy business. That means you're, you, you literally do what you love. It helps you make a living. You know, it keeps you alive, right? If that's if skating's what you do, ninety percent of the time, and you're chilling, dude, you're a pro skater. Shout out one gig, one gig, man. They're fucking awesome, and I have the shirt still, but um, I'm fat, so I got a rip on the back of mine. So I gotta, I gotta order some new shit and figure that out. I uh, I really am excited to have you, man. This is a kind of a show where it's like we'll talk and ramble about anything. You know what I mean? Like I have questions for you. Uh, I know we have a lot of stories and shit, and um, the the podcast is growing, man. We we've got listeners in over thirty eight countries, so some people don't even know what the fuck we're saying. So that's cool. They're just listening. Because they're waiting to hear the word Bam Margera, Bam Margera, and then they get all excited. I'm serious. Um, I get all kinds of people messaging me in different languages and shit, but whatever, man. They're they're padding my numbers right now, you know what I mean? They're they're padding stats, you know? I just hit a translate button, see what they're saying. So, um, So what's up, man? What's new? What's going on? trying to stay alive out here and not kill myself with boredom i know boredom or coronavirus because i know skaters don't stop i mean i don't know do you actually peer I mean, all the board up jesse's like hold up i his phone's hooked up to his computer Pick it up, man. Let's take the fucking call. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, what's up? Are you still skating or are you just chilling home? Yeah. I just skated today, but I'm in PA at my mom's crib, so she's kind of tripping about me going out. It's like, you're not going out. So I like snuck out to go skate today, and then she snapped on me. You got to tell her that if you go to the castle, that there's just like six, you know, skaters there. It's it's totally cool. I'm going to yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. You should get some footage to uh, of skating and send it to me because I've been posting skate videos on my TikTok just to put content out there, and, and people really love them, you know. And I love them. I love them. And I want. I think that's a good way I could support the skaters I like. You know what I mean? Is to uh, is to share videos and shit. So, anyways, Jesse. So how lo how old are you, bud? Twenty six. Dude, I remember. I I remember when you got laid at the castle, and um, <laughs> listen, uh, we're not even gonna get into it. It wasn't me. 
Yeah, okay. Dude, you almost got, you almost got me killed because my girl wasn't with us, and all of a sudden I post a picture of Elazar holding titties, and then and then there's a video of you banging, and my girl thinks there's an orgy happening, and everybody's getting laid. You know, <laughs> I got some celebrity shit. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. That shit was bad, funny. Yeah. Bro, I came home. I drove home to uh, her writing like. You know, cheater on my Jordans and shit. Crazy. I'm like, I am fat and bald. Who the hell am I cheating with? Look at this. He was like, I was jerking off in the bathroom, but that's about it. Yeah, as I was, yeah, I was watching Jesse from the back room. You know, <laughs> why can't I be a watcher, babe? <laughs> oh, oh shit! But you know, that shit ended up in a lot of the drama. One thing, one thing that I did love about Bam is that he really just wants people around the castle. He just really wants people around, you know? I don't even think it's, uh, I think he's so used to people wanting shit from him, you know what I mean? But it's just like having people around, good people's nice, but you're never, everybody's gonna want something, whether it's a place to stay or, you know, being on a comedy And there there were a couple people there like that, but... I mean, we're all there like that, you know? It's like, we're all at a famous guy's house. I mean, I know that you're all skaters and you just want to skate, but you're there for that awesome ramp. You're there if... if... Yeah, I've been going there since I was like 16. I've been going there for a while. No, dude, I know. I've actually watched a lot of old videos. I've just researched so much shit back, you know, just going into the internet and YouTube and all social media and seeing Mikey Levin and you guys around for years with the guys like... I was, uh, I don't know. I was just new to the whole situation. I didn't really know anything about that culture, really. You know what I mean? So, I think... Anything, we're just trying to skate. Like, we don't really care about none of the extra shit. Like, I... No, being at the castle doing some dumb shit, having videos of me, like, bagging and shit, that's cool and all, but I'm there. I'd rather skate. I don't even care about that. Yeah, but you fucking... I never even talked about that. But, you know, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I never seen anybody skate like you guys in my life. I felt like I was watching world-class skaters just because you guys were also yeah, having a I, lot of fun. Mike and Dickie are crazy. Yeah, and, and, and Dickie, but, you know, when when you're not a skater, all you guys are. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a skateboarder. I could skate. I could get on a skateboard. I just can't imagine you know, practicing tricks and fawn and getting fucked up and getting up, keep doing it again. I guess it's kind of like comedy if you suck on stage for a while and you keep going, but, you know, you get booed a lot or whatever, but people don't boo you when you suck, right? People people still like it when, when skaters suck. It depends. Some people just think it's crazy that they're trying something. They'll be like, oh, the dude ain't shit. That was lit. Like, oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It looks... If you don't know how to skate or you don't know nothing, like, you're like, oh, that's sick. Like, somebody just pushes and they're like, yo, you're a fucking Tony Hawk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just push down the road. Like, a Tony Hawk, dude, like, you're a pro. You're like, geez, yo, I'm I, hungover. I seen, you, right now. I seen you posting videos of your dad on TikTok, I think. Or was it TikTok or Instagram where your dad was talking about yeah, or- eating pussy or eating ass? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was like, Dad, I was like, how many likes we you quit eating ass? My dad be posting the crazy shit on Facebook, though, like, fuck, what was the other one? Like, he's just posting, like, masks with, like, dicks on it and shit. He's like, I'm trying to have this coronavirus. He's like, I like dicks in my mouth. <laughs> and it's just, like, when it has a mask, it has dicks on it and shit. Believe me, dude, I love you so much, but I just feel like me and your dad would be best friends. I don't know if your friends tell you that a lot. 
yeah, people used to come over from school just to kick it with him. Like, oh, you're funny, but like your dad's lit. Your dad's is so much like that we could see where you get it from. Like, but when I go out to like a grocery store or something or a movie, like my dad's ripping shit, breaking shit, like stealing shit, like he's doing some crazy shit. I'm like, I'm the one who's like, dude, chill. And he's like, no, we're good. Like I used to go to the movie theater, like, you know, like those action figure things, the cardboard look like mannequin type shits at movie theaters, like promoting a movie. Yeah. A Superman cardboard thing. My dad just like ripped the head off real quick. <laughs> I was like, yo, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> He's nuts, man. But how old is he? He's got to be like 40, what, in his young 40s. He just turned like 47 or 46. 46 or 47. That's cool, man. That's cool. And your sister's popping as hell. Your sister's famous throughout the world. Yeah, I... I, Shout out that... Yeah. <laughs> we got to get her on the podcast because I'm I'm a clout chaser as you know. I'll pay people if they got mad followers. I don't give a shit, man. I'm at I'm at that point, you know. Scumbag Vinny is is at an all-time low. We'll we'll learn. No, I'm going to interview all kinds of people. You're just going to see you're going to be like, "What the fuck? How the fuck did he get that guy?" You know what I mean? But I'll just be on episode 16. Nah, you're going to come back. You're going to come back as much as you want because I don't record it. Like, normal people record an episode a week. We're I'm home doing shit, so I'll record fucking seven a day if I have to. Like, I'm recording right. one I'm recording one right after you, too. Because California don't go to bed till fucking four in the morning. You know what I mean? So, you could really do a lot if you commit to it, you know? It, you're not getting that drunk about here. You sound my nuts off for the podcast, you know, singing around. That's why I'm saying I have to have you back on again. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, I have I have certain guests that will probably be regulars, so they could come on whenever they want. You know what I mean? Um, the show right now has has really evolved less about me and more about the people that are on the show. Like we want to know, you know, what is it that drives you to want to be a skateboarder? And do nothing else. Like, what is it? What is it about that 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 makes you want that? I don't know. It's just like when you're a kid, like you always have that one thing. Like everybody wanted to be something before. I always wanted to be a skater. Like even before I skated, I was like in like first grade, telling people I skated just because I wanted to. Like, oh, you skate? I was just like, yeah. Like even <laughs> in like first grade, like even kindergarten shit. Like I wanted to be a skater, and then. Like, I don't want to do nothing else. Like, everybody, some people like, grow up or da da da. But I'm like, people do that by default. Like, I don't, like, if that's my life, that's all I ever wanted to do. So that's what drives me. Like, I'm like, why would I want to do anything else? I mean, have you, um, have you, have you, you've traveled a lot, right? How much have you traveled to actually skate? Like, what is your, what is your day to day regimen like with that stuff? I mean, I did. I didn't even finish high school, so I was going on skate tours and shit when I was like fifteen. Even on probation, I was on probation. I had to lie and like tell my PO like I'm going to like a family's house. And there's even times where they told me no. Like I was in the one time I was in New Jersey at a skate contest, and like people were like, "We're just gonna go on a trip after this. Like we're leaving now. Like cause skaters are spontaneous." And I called my PO. I was like, "Yo, can I go for three days?" And he's like, "No," but I still went and like. Pick it up, pick it up. Uh, it's not my computer. I don't give a fuck. Oh, 
did. I think I did answer. No, nope, you're gone. <laughs> Jesse, we want the people want to know who the fuck is calling. You know, look, <laughs> it's PA baby. Uh, it's like a whole, it's like a whole group of people. It's like a, a group chat call. I'm not answering that. That is so funny, man. So where are you right now? You're at your boy's house. Yeah, in Allentown. What was he? Is he a skater too? He used to be a skater. He's just a homie. He he kind of sucked at it. He couldn't. <laughs> He's got a house. Yo, I'm out right now. Yo, I mean, Todd, you should totally get back into it, bro. Like you're like that. By the way, let me count. Let me crash when I'm coming back from San Diego <laughs> for the coronavirus, dude. You're lucky you got a friend good enough for that because this toilet paper shit is crazy right now. I only came here for the toilet paper. That's what I mean. He's probably stocked up. <laughs> I couldn't hurt my ass. I was like, yo, G, can I come over? I'm trying to kick it. Yo, man. So what was the prank with um the cooler? How how did that day go with Bam? I seen you post that on TikTok today. People will go follow you on TikTok. I will, I will promote this podcast. What I'll do is once it – this will come out on audio first like tonight. And then in a couple days, it'll come out on YouTube. And then I could cut some clips of me and you talking. And then we could put that up on TikTok a little bit, you know, and get get some people on there. But what what was that like? Did you and him talk about doing that? Or was it just, like, how did that go down? Well, we just grilled the fucking bucket to the, the ceiling. And then we were just kind of, like, just putting shit in it, just trying to get people, like... It wasn't, like, fully planned, but, like, any time we seen somebody about to come outside, we would plot on them. <laughs> well dude i gotta be honest a lot of a lot of the scumbag Vinny actions and things i was doing during that time man like i never worked with somebody that famous and i think like it gets to you man especially when you work so long in the entertainment business and don't really get a break and then you got this guy that's like dude take the keys and run with it do tours do whatever you want to do um I just felt like it would have been so much easier if, like, and this has nothing to do with anybody but Bam, you know, his family, his management. If we were like, yo, let's sit down maybe once a month and talk about what we're going to do. Like, you know, a normal business would have meetings and shit like that. I just. This happened. It was just like random. It was so fast. It was so, you know, like. It was just, it's just weird, you know, and that's the thing about entertainment is like, you're not prepared for it. It's just kind of thrown in your lap. And I'm just like, man, I got to do it. I got to make this happen because I, I, w- I literally wouldn't go to sleep some nights just thinking about how I could make, can you imagine like if me and Bam did 50 shows together and were, they were sold out every night, my career would probably be different for the rest of my life right now. You know what I mean? You know, and I think it is anyway. What's that? So we were about to make moves with those shows. I just felt like it would have been cool to have skaters doing tricks and that culture around an environment where other people can come and experience it too. Like when I watch skaters on YouTube and I see you guys hanging out and drinking at FDR, I feel like if I pulled up there, people would be like, what the fuck is going on? You know, but like at those kind of events, people literally pay to come and have that experience. You know, right. and so you guys are just acting like yourselves. I would have, I mean, that. Even at places, though, if you're not even skating and just pull up, if you're not getting in homies' ways, the skaters don't really care. We're not like, 
Nah, man. It had to be. I mean, if you think about how big the breweries were, you know, like breweries, and you have everything like that. Everybody came forward for the show during showtime, and the rest of the time, there's just all this extra space to do whatever. You know what I mean? And you know, when we are. You know what the great thing about it is you you don't need Bam Margera to do that. You know what I mean? You really don't. You really just need skaters and comedians and people who work hard enough to want to make it happen. You know what I mean? You know, because it could happen at kind of a smaller level. You don't really need to anticipate a thousand people. You know what I mean? You know, so that's probably where I would go with it now, if anything. And then, because I always figured like, like with the radio show now, right? Let's say I do an episode every day. If, you know, Bam, who's been texting me in the last month, you know, wants me around still, at some point he's going to end up on the radio show. You know what I mean? So that's why I was like, if I do my own tours, once this epidemic thing is done with this pandemic, you know, if I do my own, I know, I know. But, you know, once that happens and I'm able to do my own shows again, incorporating skaters, doing them at breweries, doing that kind of thing again, um... And then, you know, if I do enough of them, bam, I'll be around one day. You know what I mean? And that's how it'll, it'll be better because I bet you might, you know, he won't even care about the money, right? Because, you know, it, it's not been about the money for him. The thing about it with me is I've always been about money and business. So, like, when I seen him do that show in Detroit with Live Nation, they only paid him, like, a few thousand when they made 10 G's. And I was like, bro, if you let me run this shit, not only will I make a shit ton of money, but you'll make more. You know what I mean? I've said it too on the show. So I just felt like, uh, of course, like I didn't have any money to run it. But I was like, even if I fucking borrow money from Peter, Paul, and Jacob, like I'll make 10 times the amount of money I'm making now. You know? So the biggest problem is, and this was him, anticipating him fucking up and not showing up a million times. <laughs> That's the one yeah, thing. But, you know, a lot of it, too, I, I do know that he, he, he didn't come specifically to try to build my character. Like, like he's like, oh, Vinny, Vinny just thinks I'm just going to show up and all his money is going to be there. And, you know, he would say that kind of thing to me. So, and, you know, I'll be honest, too. And now that we're doing the show, I like to express this stuff on the podcast, Jesse, especially. Once that first wave of shit happened... It was me and him were communicating on a level where he was like, look, man, you need to lean into this bad guy character, even if people hate you for a long time, because at least they know about you now. Like people really don't know. He would tell me people don't really know about you. They don't know who the fuck you are. They don't really care. You're not a skateboarder. You're not you're not a stunt guy like like I'm not like one of his original crew. So who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, because shit happened so fast, though. Like, everyone was just in the limelight. Like, shit, like, it was crazy. Like, shit really happened fast. I think the cool thing about it and what I want to talk about, as uh, not opposed to, like, what could have happened, is the stories that happened at the castle during that week, two-week period. Because they were some fun-ass times and some really crazy shit. Like, I talk to Wecking Ball a lot now. And I didn't even I, I I met him when he was in the bowl shooting his little video that went ended up going pretty viral on YouTube about Viva La Scam and all that. But I was like I didn't even. It's funny, yeah. I, I, I know I do funny. too, big time. But I was like, yo, I didn't even know he snuck in. He snuck in like when we were all locked down. Yeah, facts. And he was just he snuck into the bowl, and I said, yo, I said because they wanted me to make sure everybody's name of who was there. Like, you know, and, and uh, the cops, really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I do remember, yo, one specific time when Bam's manager was so scared to go talk to Bam at his house, and I had to go there and tell him we had to schedule the party somewhere else because there's fucking 50 cops around your house. And Yeah, that shit was crazy. Imagine that. Even, I remember that day, the scary thing for me is, I even got like a, me and, me and Jack had to drive to Bam's other house and we took my van, like the big ass wagon. I remember that. Trail. I had like butt in my pocket. I literally put it in a Newport's gas tank thing. Like I literally was like, they're going to pull us over because there's 50 cops there. So I was like, I'm not bringing nothing on me. I'm about to get in my car. So I put my weed in Joe's gas tank. So I drive off. And the cops are like, where are you guys going? And then we're like, we're going to Bams. And then 60, like, not 60, like six cops pulled me over. I got searched. Like, the whole van got searched. And, like, he only really let us go because Jack was, like, actually his manager. And they knew who he was. Bro, like, by the time that, I'm telling you, Jack was so scared toward the end. He, I talked to the cops before I went. You see, Jack's not that kind of smart. Like, I didn't get pulled over by the cops Although I did get arrested in Lancaster by a state trooper, so I do think they were following me and Elazar from BAMS to the show we did in Lancaster because they probably like, maybe those kids are looking for another spot to do the show, you know, or the party. But we were just doing some shit show, you know, and I ended up getting arrested, man, you know. But another thing is, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I remember you came back the next day after sleeping out somewhere else and you had a sandwich in your hand and... <laughs> I told the cops that you were bringing me Wawa, <laughs> and they let, only let you back in, dude. You had a Wawa sandwich in your hand. I know that that was clutch. That was I had to come around the block twice. Like I was like, dude, I've been here for like two weeks. Like I'm supposed to be in there. Like, listen, listen. One thing about me is I around the whole skate crew and Jack and Bam and everybody, I was assertive and I got shit done for us. You know, I think I would have served a much better purpose working with them in person. You know what I mean? A lot of that bad shit, everything went down over the phone, through text message, through email. When people are in person, it's so different. Even what me and you are doing right now is something I didn't even think about was important at the time as it, as much as it is. You know what I mean? But when you really when you really know someone's intentions or what they want done, that's when you're going to find out. You know what I mean? Like you know. But anyways, also uh Fuck, man. There was so much shit going on that weekend. I just... Oh, I also remember at the end of the party night having to find a place to sleep. And, dude, I just remember so many random people being there. And and the cool feeling of all of uh, the younger people who were fans of BAMs, you know, they would see us and look at us in ways we don't think. They thought we were like BAMs crew, even though me and you were just fuck Like, we're just... You guys are his crew, but I'm just fucking in it. We're just fucking trying to make shit happen. But people were like, yo, Vinny's sleeping here. And, you know, the skaters are sleeping upstairs. Nobody could sleep in the house with them. And I don't know, man. It was just an experience I never had. When you guys all pulled up to the party when I had finally got to the brewery and you guys are all going nuts and screaming my name and there's a whole line of people, might have been the best day of my life as a comedian, you know, an entertainer. Just be... Not and I've had big crowds, man. It's just that day was lit. I remember we pulled up in the van, and everyone was like screaming my name for some reason. I just started drinking the bottle. Dude, you were an absolute star. Like in a moment where a big audience was on us, the whole world was on us, millions of people were on us. 
Um, I don't know if you remember, man, but at the party itself, I had to be on stage for an hour, Jesse. And a lot of it was very bad because people did not want to see me. I, I couldn't do material because, you know, they're, they're, they're not fans of my comedy. So I got to really kind of string with them with crowd work type stuff. You know, they're skateboarders. So they're taking turns, you know, doing, you know, heel flips or, and I'm sitting on stage trying to tell dick jokes. You know what I mean? Like, and so, bam. your dick out. But, dude, you and, you and Joe, uh, Newport Joe came on stage and helped me, you know? Yeah. And and yeah. that that was fucking, dude, that's like if you're getting shot and in war and your buddy comes to give you some help, you know? You might die still, but it fucking meant a lot. You know what yeah, I mean? the crowd going, too. We're like, yeah. everybody take care. Because you kind of gave me legitimacy as, like, some kind of CKY member because I have these younger skaters fucking with me. And, 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 and that's what I want our tour to be about is like we could film skits we could do live shows we can do all kinds of stuff because um i'm, I'm at that point man i'm i, I came back to the realization that it, you know i'm just gonna do shit myself i'm performing shows for like 20 to 50 people again but they're good shows people are enjoying them and um real quick you know i uh have a sponsor i have to shout out they're called sweet heel sweetheel.com cbd Sweet Heel CBD is a Connecticut-run uh, CBD company. They grow their own hemp and manufacture their own CBD products. If you go to SweetHeel.com, use promo code Beetle, you get 20% off. Also, Tiger Life Energy Drink right now, Tiger King on Netflix. Let's go. It's fucking lit right now. So Tiger Life, them, yeah. Tiger Life Energy Drink. Tiger Life Energy Drink is actually run by a company. This guy's uh, named Vinny, and he's... He's like a scumbag, just like me. Like, he won't pay me to promote it. Like, it's a real shitty company. But the reason I do it, Jesse, is I figure, like, if I was a scumbag 40-year-old guy and I was running my own energy drink company, I'd probably act the same way he does. You know what I mean? So I fuck with the guy. I, I can't explain it, you know? Some of my best business colleagues are people I've, like, had screaming matches with and shit. So anyways, back to you, bro. So what is the goal, man? What is the goal with the, the skating? What... Are you like putting together a tape, like a part? Like, how do you go about finding, you know? After after that gorilla incident, you know, that put me out for a long time. Almost, it's almost a year now, but I've been skating hard for like the last three months. I'm working on two parts right now. I'm actually working on a whole train station part, like because over the winter you can't skate outside much, and I'm living in Boston now, so it's a whole MBTA part. Like I've been skating and like in the train station and chicken dude play. you have to come down to connecticut and we'll do a couple comedy parts and you could skate the train station in new haven or some shit you could probably take a train right from where i'm at all the way up to boston you know what i mean do you still have your van yeah i got the one gig van and i got my car the van is what's going to be clutch on the tour that that is fuck gotta fix all that roof the roof be leaking yeah it's kind of so it's let's nice. patch it up dude my girl's Puerto Rican. A couple cousins of hers will come and patch that shit up. It'll take them like three hours. Facts. You know, I'm excited, man. I want you. I want you to know that. I know that the reason you're important for the tour and you're valuable is you skate, so you could cover that ground, and and you know we could film a lot doing that during the day, and at night for the shows, you're not afraid to get on stage. I think that's fucking awesome. You know, I think you wouldn't have a problem entertaining people for five or ten minutes. You know what I mean? 
get on stage and that, I'd be offended if I'm not up there, yeah? Exactly. You'd probably be pissed. You'd be like, why the fuck am I driving my van around the country and I don't get on stage? So you're going to be Jesse, you're going to be the first comedian, skateboarder comedian. You know what I mean? Like, that's just going to be what it is. I'm with me. You down with it? Let it go. Cool, man. I'm a, I'm a, only if I could crowd surf, though. <laughs> I, well, few shows you might not be able to at first. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> belly flat, Don't give me those kind of pressures where I got to, like, stress out and have Bam try to be there just so we have enough people for you to crowd surf and then we fail and... It's a fucking yeah, mess. If there's only 10 people there, I'll just be like, all you guys line up now. <laughs> Catch me. And if you don't. Um, so uh, what is what is your go-to trick? Are you like, are you a transition guy? You like street skating, I know. Like, what's yeah, I'm your... a street skater. I, I just like rails. Like, I don't know, like a front feeble grind is like my favorite, I guess. I see, yeah, I see you do that a lot, man. I've been learning a lot about skateboarding, man. I feel like if I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, people aren't going to want to talk to me about it. You know what I mean? Um, so what else is, uh, what else is popping, man? So, so shout out one gig, man. Tell everybody about one gig and how that started and, and, and where they can find clothing, where they can go buy some shit and support you. One gig is the best skate shop. Or any store you can ever go to, one. In Boston. But, uh, in Boston. Yeah. We just got a new store downtown Boston. We're on the corner of, like, the busiest street downtown. So it's a pretty clutch. It's, like, a huge two-floor location. Oh, I can't wait to come like, see it. Yeah, the downstairs is, like, a boutique, like, more nice things. Like, if you want to go buy, like, a fucking dope $600 fucking sweatshirt or some designer shit from us, like, that's downstairs. But we have a whole skate shop upstairs. Wow. It's all, all the skaters who work, everybody who works up in the skate shop skates, like, it's all, we don't have anybody who works there that isn't in the crew. Like, it's all, there's no corporate, like, it's, it's very, it's doing really well. That's and great. That's great. And they all, just go to onegig.com, right? Just one. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Awesome. That's fucking great. I mean, dude, when I first yeah. seen it, when I first seen you wearing one gig, I was so in love with it because as a comedian, a gig is a job. It's a paid job. It's what it stands for. And yeah. it's it's very hard for some comedians to get those. So they go one gig at a time, you know, and I love it, man. No matter what, you know, I, I really, I know that I've talked to them in the past about doing a tour that never happened with Bam, but I really will promote them forever just because it's such a great concept and they give you clothing to give to people you gave me a shirt an expensive shirt you know they're really great people so i think if anybody's listening that doesn't know about it one gig dot com. go check them out is there any kind of promo code or anything or they just could fucking just fucking buy away and they already take care of you just fucking buy away <laughs> we haven't like for a while we weren't really trying to do too much online because we wanted that exclusive feel like you can't really get at the shop but like we have been getting more people around the world who want it, so... Yeah, you can't well deny that, it. man. I mean, you want to be underground. I was underground comedy for 10 years, Jesse, before I met you guys. I didn't go on YouTube. Now I'm starting to be on social media. I'm doing my podcast, finally. But I spent 10 years trying to do the underground thing, and, you, and you'll have your respect for yourself and all that's great, but nothing changes when you go mainstream. You guys will sell so much product. I will keep pushing it. You know, you could tell them, like, dude, this kid's podcast... We're in 38 countries. I he'll promote it because if people see me wearing it and they see you wearing it, 
they're going to want it. And right now we don't have a ton. I have some merchandise to Scumbag Vinny shirts. And maybe we'll get a little... What I wanted to do originally, I remember talking to you about this at the van at the castle, was do like some kind of comedy incorporated one gig shirt. You know what I mean? I think that would be just like an exclusive thing that's a little expensive. People got to go buy. I think it would be dope. You know, so hey, man, we're going to catch up soon. I really appreciate you doing the show, man. I do. Yeah, it's been a minute. Too long. It's been a minute. I love you, Jesse. Love you too, Jeeves. All right, bro. We were on lockdown together. This is our second lockdown together. The first lockdown was the official lockdown because we had no food, no preparation time, police surrounding. Yeah, know. they literally had like helicopters surrounding. They they literally said we could not leave the castle. Like that's crazy. I I just wish we had done the podcast and shit. Then could you imagine? Could you imagine if I was recording every day? Like a bunch of people who didn't really know each other that well. Well, I know, like, and I didn't have a fucking radio show, you know. And if I did, I bet you I would have got episodes from each and every one of you that day. But you know, in hindsight, it was one of the most historic events, dude, that was ever tried to happen. You know, uh, people look at it as some people think it was a. It didn't happen. There are people on the internet who think it was fake, man. It was on April Fool's Day. You know, it's the guy from Jackass. You know, the promoter's name is a scumbag, you know? It's like, it, it, it just didn't seem real to some people, man. And he kept changing the place and the day and everything. And so, but the event was dope. Everybody That's came through. The cops were plotting against them. Like, they were like, yeah, we found out you have a new location. Like, it's we shut it down. Like, they, like the cops shut that shit down every Well, time. if you go back and listen to episode three, man, I talk a lot about it. And I talk a lot about Elazar snitching on me, man. That, talk about some bullshit. Talk about some bullshit. I was going to say that when you got when you were talking about getting arrested, but I was like, I don't know. We out here. Oh, no, fuck that. Elazar's a snitch, man. You got to be. I thought Elazar was out here snitching. I, I mean, look, man, I'll always have a different kind of love for the kid as a funny dude, and I loved working with him, but he dropped the ball not only that way, but financially for me. The last, like, $1,000 I had, I put up for us to do a show at his club in New Jersey, and that was because I was like, dude, this BAM shit's going to fall apart. Let's throw something else together. And he's like, I got you. And then he dropped the ball on that. And then and then I got the paperwork that he snitched on me later. So it was like he just – and we took care of him, Jesse. Like one gig takes care of you. We paid for everything for Elazar. You know what I mean? Um, but I guess I had it coming. I was acting like a piece of shit that back then too. So I had a little something coming to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Never change, <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks for coming in. Listen, I'm going to send you the audio tonight. Put it up there. You know, promote it. We'll tell people about one gig. We'll tell people about what you're doing. And, uh, you know, and then YouTube got, will come out in a few days. I got one more thing for the people, though. What's up, Jess? This one's for the people. And there's Jesse's ass, everybody. His asshole. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Mr. Gangware. One gig. <laughs> Peace out, brother. Later, G. <laughs> and that's Jesse Gangware, everybody. And those of you listening on audio, he just showed the crowd his ass. And, uh, yeah, so he's he's an awesome guy. I, uh, I love the man. I think he's got a lot of uh, potential. He's a hardworking kid in the skateboarding industry. And uh, I look forward to working with him more. Thank you guys for listening. Another episode of Scumtown Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Beetle. Support our Patreon. 
and uh, join us. It's like five bucks a month, and we we can bring you guys even better content than we're doing now. And uh, you know, stay safe, wash your hands during this pandemic, and you know, share with your friends about Scumtown. Tell everybody about it. We're going to be interview- interviewing all kinds of people, and really kind of expanding the threshold with this shit. So thank you guys so much. Talk to you soon. Peace out.